I think we could all breathe a little bit now. Starfield is out. David, you reviewed it. I'm I can sure breathe much are. better. Yes, <laughs> you can probably so sleep relieved. at night. The exhale has been done. The reviews are out. David, you gave it a 90. The open critic is an 88. Sitting at an 88 right now on open critic. Uh, 94% critic recommend but the reviews still kind of range anywhere between 100 and uh, 50 or 5 out of 10 for some people so it's it's not this you know kind of breath of the wild or you know maybe tears of the kingdom just level of everybody's just scoring it nine tens but in your opinion david with what you've played you rolled the credit gave it a night does Starfield save Xbox? No. Wow. Why? <laughs> How does it not save Xbox? This it scored well. It's, it's every almost everything everybody wanted. What? Why? Why would? Why? Starfield doesn't save Xbox because Xbox has to save Xbox. I am confused. You said <laughs> this was Microsoft. This is Xbox's most important game. It, it Even is. Even above Halo. It is. It, has, it is it, the most important game. But this has to be. It is It is fantastic. They did a great job with this game. As you said, 90 out of 100. This has to be the Kickstarter of good content. This cannot just be a blip of content. If you are so sold on gaming subscriptions subscriptions which at this point are stagnating in this market it, it, it the evidence is all out there with statistics and everything everybody is raising their price why cuz they are not they are they have peaked xbox starfield cannot be xbox's savior for the sheer sake of it it, it can be the start of what they need to do but when we get to next year and hellblade 2 comes out and Avowed comes out, and and all these other games that come out. They Pete, um, not Pete, um, Phil. Phil <clears throat> stood on the game, did this Gamescom interviews, and was like, "Yep, we're here. We're ready to hit that one every quarter." Phil, it is not time to start making promises again. <laughs> that <laughs> we we have all had that discussion on. It's not necessarily that we don't believe you, Phil. It's that game development is fickle. It's that sometimes a game just has to be delayed an extra three months or so. So you can't just promise that when you can't completely be sure on it. Can you say, it looks like we're getting there, or, or we're definitely going to have four good, great games this year, or something around that. You, you could try to get into that, but... To me, Starfield, yes, it is. It is a phenomenal start. It's a, it's where you have to start it. It's so important because this has to be the the this has to be the the, the most important thing for a runner. You got to get that good start off the, off the line to get around the track. You got to get that good start, but you got to finish. Noah, your face was contorting. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, very much contorting. Like, so my thing is like you're talking about. This is a starting point, right? So. Wouldn't that be it saving it if this is what kickstarts that turnaround? 
I mean, you yeah. can throw you can throw a what is the the term for it the the a life preserver into the water close to me, and that is the beginning of the process. But I am not saved just because a life preserver is in the water. You have to pull me on board. <laughs> but without throwing that life preserver out, you wouldn't have been saved at all. So isn't the beginning act? I may still not be make it back to the boat. <laughs> I may not make it back to the boat, even if the preserver's there. Even so saying those that doesn't Titanic mean I'm saved. Waters are still cold. You got to get. You got to get <laughs> out the water. Where? <laughs> yep. Okay. Like. <laughs> you you have to keep moving, and that that the the space again is so fickle when it comes to subscriptions and all of these things. And I I get it. Xbox is still figuring out what they want to do, how they want to continue to approach things. But they are in that, they are in these subscription waters, whether they like it or not, because they promise day one on everything. So Starfield, that's, a, that's exactly where you want to start with it. But you can't, if Starfield's it, <laughs> and every other game after this that we have been sold is awful, we're it doesn't help <laughs> i do think there is a level of salvation for xbox on this maybe not in the sense of they have uh gotten out of the hole necessarily i think i think there's a level of agreement i can have with that there's might still be in the hole and now this is the kickstart now the engine is starting i would consider this more resuscitation for Xbox, like they were pretty much dead to everybody, especially after Halo Infinite. This resuscitated them. Like they are, the 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 heart monitor is going. It's it's dipping. It's going up and down as it should. So, in that regard, I would say yes. Starfield. It sounds like Starfield has saved Xbox. So, with that said. What else are we going to talk about today? Let's spin the wheel, shall we? <laughs> I have no idea. If, if it lands on in the podcast, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I am just curious. I have my finger over uh, uh, the uh, I was wa- I was waiting. <laughs> I was like, is I it going to hit it? It's got to be star- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Remove all the instances on this one. Yep. Uh, all right. I just had to do that for fun. We're talking about Starfield this entire podcast. Oh, yeah. This uh, it's it's too big to not. It's it's one of those games that blots out the sun. So really is you played this, David, you gave it a 90. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. So you can start off wherever you want. We're just going to have fun with this today. First off, it might blot out the sun, but you can't walk on the sun. So it's an awful game. Um. <laughs> Why did you take my quote from Twitter? Or oh, no. it's called. <laughs> I'm just copying my words. Oh man, the fact that that was even like a, this huge deal to somebody just makes me laugh. Uh, but anyway, Starfield actually complained that they couldn't walk on the sun. N- not on the sun, but on like Jupiter or one of the gas giants or something like that. And it's like, yeah, fam, it's pretty obvious why you cannot walk on this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes sense. <laughs> I get. I I think. Yeah, I guess it would make more sense, like, as a complaint, I can't fly through Jupiter. Okay, maybe, maybe, okay, I can see that. But walk, okay. How is Starfield? Starfield, so, 
let me preface this. This is this game has been a dream game for me for a long time. Noah's probably remembers me being just epically excited over the like one minute teaser that's pretty much just the logo for this game. Like I've been very, very excited for the idea of what this game is going to be for a very long time. I I love sci-fi stuff. I'm a Star Wars nerd, Mass Effect, all the all those different things. As well as I, I love playing Bethesda games like Skyrim, like Fallout. Uh, I have, <laughs> for better or for worse, I have the Fallout 76 helmet over here in the corner at my home. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm invested in Bethesda games. This, to me, was all it has to do is be a good Bethesda game, and it was going to be tons of fun, and Bethesda made a good Bethesda game. Uh, it's one of those things where you can only accomplish this one planet at a time because it's just that large. Um, you, s- the the story kind of begins. You're this just this nobody miner that's doing some stuff. You touch a <laughs> piece of metal debris and suddenly like get knocked unconscious and boom, all kinds of stuff starts occurring in the sense of like the the people who've hired you for this whole mining operation are curious as to what you experienced and all these things so you got to go talk to them and do all these other different things uh and it doesn't necessarily have that big wow moment that i've had in past bethesda games like you know fallout the big thing was that you you open the vault and you left and you you left into this humongous open world and that just doesn't happen like there there's just a a way that they introduce you to the world that is just missing in this one but the world is so cool that it's just it's just amazing to play around in uh you're going to be playing around in it for a while as well because is a bit slow to start. Some of it is you're figuring things out because there's not a lot of tutorials. And I know everybody goes on the whole, oh, I don't, I don't want the game to handhold and all this different stuff or whatnot. I'm not talking about handholding, but there are some things I straight up did not know how to do in the game that should be pretty basic knowledge. Um, like I, I don't need you to run me through how to build a settlement when I'm doing my first story mission, but you know, th- there are certain things that I, I should be taught. I mean, are uh, we talking so- about how to hold a weapon? Are we talking about how to work your inventory? What ki- what kind of thing are we talking about? So this is we're uh, just talking mechanically. Obviously, we're not going to do spoilers. I <laughs> I did not know that, and this is kind of going to come up. When I talk about the perks, I had no idea that I could not pickpocket someone without a perk until I was 12 hours in the game and tried to go pickpocket somebody. Huh. <laughs> Which is, uh, for reference, oh, since since you haven't played these games, that is a pretty standard operation in these in previous Bethesda games. Okay, so it's yeah. Not something somebody- I, so it's not something I should be thinking about having to get a perk for that that's what i'm getting at okay but it it does it tell you how the perk system works in general you get some but it's just they're they're very there's some menus in there that don't feel like you get a lot like it's almost like they expect you to go into a tutorial screen to get more 
information instead of leading you to that information. And I again, I don't mind not getting – I don't mind the lack of hand-holding as much as it's – there are some things that I just feel like I should be introduced to a little bit more if that makes sense. So because uh, – and I'm just trying to clarify what you're saying – because you've played previous Bethesda games, there are some expectations that you have in terms of how things would naturally function as a Bethesda game. And so since they are not functioning that way, it's throwing you off. Is is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's a that's a okay. good way to put it. Yeah. Because you there are certain like I said, it, when it's when it's things that are very ingrained in the series, it, it does make it feel weird. <laughs> Okay, so I'm so yeah. With that said, I'm curious to know how somebody who hasn't played how I would yeah. respond to the lack of tutorials. In well, it. And, and what's kind of funny is is and this is just thinking of it in a casual manner. Let's just say because once again, game the idea of Game Pass is you get lots of people in playing this game, especially ones who don't play a lot of these games. This is your big thing that you're selling. There is an incredible depth to the systems that are in play. So there's just so many systems. There are things that are just going to be missed. Sure. Like I, I started talking to other reviewers. I'm like, Hey, is there really no map when I'm on the planets? <laughs> like there, there's no actual map. Like you, you are following signs in areas to, f and, learning what stores are what kind of stores and then looking for that store in the main city that you are in in order to know where you can go buy certain things wait so okay we know that there are procedurally generated worlds and then we know this, there are pre-built worlds this is pre-built this is fully pre-built there's no maps no when you go into a city there is no map at all for you uh to see what is where Oh, so, what? so you can't even see like I am here on a on a. That's oh no, not at all. I would get. It's not even like a. What? What? There's no no. That's there's crazy. none of it. Like that. You've got a little bit of a. This is the direction the enemies are on on your Chrono Mark watch down at the bottom left, but it's not a mini map. It's just straight up just a, a watch that's giving you status effects and your stamina and stuff. That is a wow. That is a really intense way to say, "Hey, we really want you to." Hey, explore. figure this out. Uh, yeah, and again, I don't mind the discovery aspect. It's just some things when it comes into, I'd like a tutorial on how things work. I had to figure that out, <laughs> and again, ask other reviewers, "Am I missing something with pressing a button? Like, is there some secret area?" But that I need to go for to somebody like me who <laughs> yeah. you guys have heard how I uh, am a fan of waypoints, not because, <laughs> you know, I'm just lazy and stupid. Yeah. I just, you know, if I want to go do something, that is why. So now there's just now, now no the map. missions, the missions do have like, I'm sure you see the blue thing that's on the little mini map ish kind of thing like that does exist. So, okay. so you'll know where you're going in that sense, like the direction you should be going. But like in a city where it's like, oh, okay, I just came to this new place and I need ammo. If, if you're, ammo yeah, you're, you're walking through the entire place, which it's, it's big enough. It's not humongous, humongous, but you're like, okay, I need to look for 
a, a general store or I need to look for the a specifically I forget the name of there's an actual arms dealer like chain. <laughs> so so it's like it, it's Tell like your 7-Eleven is. Yeah, it, exactly. So you you're just having to find that place. So like I said, it, wow, that is <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, things that not everybody yeah. can like I, I it didn't kill the game for me. It was just something that it was okay, I guess I'm just gonna have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious to know yeah, how I would respond to that. Yeah. If I want to go do something very specifically, I just want to go there direction. I'm a Google Maps person. I will use Google Maps to get where I want to go. I don't want to be yep. lost. I just want to go. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I said, easy when you're doing missions, but not yeah. so easy when it's just going around trying to find specific things. Yeah, no, I I hear that. That is that is a fascinating <laughs> thing. Yep. But oh, here here's a question. Does it promote the discovery that Bethesda is going for because there, I, I understand if you're on a planet, whether you're in a city or not, there's no map. So you're figuring out where to go. But I imagine as you're figuring things out, you discover other things that might distract you and maybe that could be enjoyable. I don't know. Do you, is, is that sense there? I, I get what you're saying. Like for, for instance, like I was walking to go do a specific mission and I would hear, people talking and the quest would pop up like it is one of those games where just like the old in Skyrim and things it, when you go to do a main mission you generally pick up like five missions <laughs> as you were going to complete that mission that is how right. Starfield continues the Bethesda tradition of crap I just heard a conversation like I was straight up running for my life in a specific story mission like like that was part of the story was run was pretty much what was going on and i picked up a mission of go visit this representative as i i'm assuming because i ran past that person on the spaceport <laughs> like it was it was just kind of funny of oh, this kind of ruins the immersion <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i'm i'm running it up in the corner you should go talk to this this representative <laughs> it's like and it wasn't a bad thing it was it's just bethesda e so to speak but I guess, like, I like the theme of discovery until I'm having to discover where the heck I can buy something that's important. <laughs> like, because the fun thing with it is not every place is going to have the specific things you need. Like, there's specific ammo types for different weapons. And not every general store is going to have that specific ammo type. Like, I think I'm still looking for a specific ammo type for a sniper, and I'm assuming it's just more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't think exclusive works, but it kind of does, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm having it to search. That way. I'm probably going to have to go to an actual, like arms dealer <laughs> to, to get that ammo because it doesn't fall when I kill the bad guys and it doesn't just show up at a general store. Uh, even, even one of the weapons I use the most, I usually have to go to a much more heavy duty store. Um, something else, for instance, uh, I'm sure you see on the screen right now, if you're, if you're watching, it's got the, the hidden detected, uh, bar for the stealth. 
you need a perk for that. <laughs> well, you need you a can still sneak just to get the just to get that specific meter. Uh, you can so, still sneak around. You just don't have that notation that you're sneaking that you know you're in the clear. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that I, I understand me. that. Yeah, I understand. I that get it, but again, as a Bethesda player, okay, it does that meter has always been there, mm. always been there. So, so it sounds like for fans uh bethesda games or at least frequent player a lot of the common things have been turned into stuff you have to earn in starfield yeah and like i said it's not necessarily the biggest deal it's just the fact that it isn't it is a recognizable annoyance like it, it, it is something that people will look at and be like okay i'm not fond of this <laughs> but does it work for starfield like can you as you play it do you understand why they're why they went in that direction like is there something specific to starfield that makes no. you go yeah we need it, it would be better for players to unlock these things instead of we just give it to everybody here's here's probably the the best example uh, of this and i i, I hate it because i feel like I'm, I'm getting into the perk talk right away uh with this so to speak w without getting into some other things um I can literally be given or purchase a boost pack, which is the the jet pack that you get in the game, and it's for, for jumping. Essentially, you get that extra boost. I can legitimately be earn it through a mission or purchase it and still not be able to use it because I don't have the perk. That's fascinating. Like, that. that's... And the other example that I had with it is I cannot pickpocket but I can unlock a novice lock like from the with beginning. That, without, without a perk. Yeah. From the beginning. So it's just, it, it's weird. The weird choices. That's where like Help. you get what I mean. You get, I hope this is making, helping you understand why I'm frustrated with the perk system because it doesn't feel like it has, what's the word I'm looking for? It, there's no consistency. It feels like to what you're locking. With regards to like the, the booster, like, is there a, big i guess variance in time between you like earning it in the mission before you can or after you can pick i mean it up. like if it's like one or two missions i could see that being like oh hey now i can use that i'm i'm pretty sure you can go buy one just about right out of the gate and i felt like i got i felt like i got it pretty early on in the because it's one of the first perks you can unlock too uh, but it's it was one of the things of I felt like you could actually get it pretty quickly in the game if I'm remembering right at the quest that 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 I earned one. So oh, okay. I, I think it's one of the first story quests you earned one, but I'm pretty sure I could go buy one if I wanted one. Do you think maybe they're you know thought? Process? Actually, I take it back. I actually found them on enemies very early on, so that that actually throws that completely out. Well, do you think their whole I guess philosophy was, hey, we're going to give this cool thing to a player. We want them to th figure out how to use it. No, because it's literally just a boosted jump. <laughs> like, that's all it really is. And I don't understand why something like lockpicks, I can still do a novice thing of. Like, 
I could understand that the boost pack that you could increase, just like the the lock pick, you go to where you can pick advanced locks, and then you could is the next because it is still lock picking is still a perk. It's just that the base version of it's unlocked in the game, and then I could go to advanced if I upgrade that skill and then move to master. Uh, I think there's one more that's in there somewhere. I, I don't understand why, for instance, the boost pack. I couldn't have a basic version and then maybe the next the the first perk point I put into it maybe gives me a 10% boost on the meter that the boost pack is on or something like that that's more it's it's a similar way that you could put those two next to each other like it, it as opposed to I just full on removed <laughs> I just full on removed your ability to even be able to use it from the game like it, that that's more where it's at so how do you unlock perks that's where on perks how do you unlock them so the nice thing is it is decently easy in the sense of the game you just play the game and earn xp and every level you get to you earn one perk point to be able to put okay. in the vending machine so it's and generally it's, how does how long does it take how does it does it feel like I, it too long too short I put in 24 hours in, into the game to the point that I remember and I was level 27, if Ooh, I'm remembering right. An hour, almost an hour a level, dear lord. Um, the fun that you run into is, for instance, the like settlement, building, mining stuff, not a lot of XP in that. Because remember, I was focused on story missions on a lot of what my gameplay was. So I was actively being involved in doing things that gave me XP. So like it, it takes a second. And there's there's some reasoning that I can I can bring up at another point in time <laughs> when it's not as easy to spoil, but like there's a reason that you're progression is probably not so instantaneous oh yeah i'm not looking for instantaneous yeah. but and almost an hour per level when doing main missions that that sounds like a long time yeah so it, it's it's that whole thing of i have to sit there and think okay am i gonna run into a spot like for instance that there was some planets that i wanted to travel to to continue the story missions but i did get into some locks of you can either buy a better grav drive or use a perk point to make your to jump the percentage of your grav drive. And hmm. so it was it became the thing of well, what happens if I had, don't have enough money and don't have enough perk points? Thankfully, I had some perk points to spend because I forget I have them and was able to immediately jump right into it. But it's like, OK, well, th this is kind of that soft lock grind that I'm suddenly going to be in. Uh, just to just to do specific things. I, I had a ship I earned in a mission, and I completely understand why. Uh, but I can't. I haven't been able to earn the right to use that ship, that class of ship, because I don't have enough perks in piloting. That makes sense. It is a higher class ship. It would be like applying for a license, so to speak, to be able to get it. Uh, but when you're at the very basic version of perks, when it's I literally have an item that is just a boost jump and I have to use it. Like I ha I've already have the item necessary for it. 
but I have to pay for the ability to turn it on, so to speak. It it just kind of is one of those things of it's a little frustrating. And because it's so early out of the gate, it becomes more frustrating. That's that's more what it is, especially in comparison to there are other skills that make that I can already still use in the midst of all of this. All right. Well, I didn't expect to, you know, start it with the perks, but you know, you got it off your chest. It's it's a all very right. specific issue that I that I did have with it. No, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a reasonable issue to have with it. It does not sound like it is a intuitive thing. It does not sound like in every instance it is something that makes sense, uh, especially, I guess, if you are someone who has played nearly all the Bethesda games or at least some of the more recent ones. So I think it's understandable. I'm curious to know how I would react to it, and at some point I will let you all know. But I, I do find it fascinating. So I, I think that's something useful people should know. But go ahead, talk about the next thing you want to talk about. So one of the coolest parts about Bethesda games, of course, is the characters. You know, you, you can't have a Bethesda game without good characters. And they've done a really good job with updating their characters. Uh, I, I have. It's always been one of those things of Bethesda NPCs are the... NPCist NPCs of video games because they the blank stare at you. Characters. <laughs> oh yes, they they are they they have blank stares. They the the problem was the thing was that your even your like companion main NPCs a lot of the time would be as boring <laughs> as the NPCs around you. So that would that was always a fun thing that would go on in in Bethesda games, but they have very much leveled up what you can do when it comes to NPCs. Like there are still the very uh, I'm trying to think of the best word for it. They're they're the gnarly looking NPCs that just you walk up to them and it just says citizen. <laughs> <laughs> on them it's like yeah fam you are you are very much a a red shirt <laughs> on the enterprise <laughs> uh but they they have made sure that there are a lot of blue shirts if everyone that you can talk to in the game is generally very detailed com especially compared to the the other level the lower level of npcs uh and and the best part of course about that is you can talk to them and they are all fully voiced like you aren't you don't have all the and, and it does isn't this thing of it, it, a lot of people have played the batman arkham games and almost every thug ends up you, you they had like they voice like 10 thugs and that's all you had. you're like i've heard this exact voice line before yep. <laughs> i'm gonna get you bats <laughs> yeah something like that and it's like it's a, oh that's it's a cult of the saying the same thing and, and you'll see the and you'll see the other guy that you're in the other side of the city and he sounds exactly the same like you're like you're not even hiding your voice buddy you 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 got pulled into paid for some voice lines and that was about it uh this feels like they put a lot more care into these characters which is is part of why it's so much fun to interact with like i was doing a very low level side mission where 
there was a shopkeeper. He had some stuff that got busted up in his shop. He wanted me to go and, and take the guy out. So he knew where the guy hung out. I went to that area. And the cool thing was you got just this bartender that's standing there, went up and chatted with her. And she was a very detailed, very uniquely voiced character. And whether or not I would go through the game and find somebody else that had the same voice or whatnot, you know, that's that's irrelevant. The game's so big, the fact that I did not find somebody just proves it. But it was it was she had her own personality in the conversation, the way she talked to me, the way she was going about everything in this mission. And again, this is not a main or you could almost not even call it a side mission. It was more of just an activity in the game to do. And it felt like I had as much care there as in some of the other big missions. And it's nice to see that when you're playing a game and that helps you be more invested, especially when you get to points where I've done all the big name stuff in this. I've completed all the big story missions. I've completed the faction missions. Now I'm into the side quests and the smaller activities and you start enjoying yourself. Like we had... One of one of the people working with us on the review landed on some random planet and had a nice conversation with a grandma that was living on the planet uh, and sitting on her porch yeah. watching the planetary tumbleweed roll by. <laughs> so it's just it's just it's just cool that. That a company would care to put that kind of effort, especially when not everybody <laughs> is going to encounter these things because it's such a big game. It, it's very easy in this day and age to throw a quest in for the sake of throwing a quest in. And I get it. Not a, not every quest is going to involve some ridiculous narrative or some crazy thing in it. But just those little things are, are just like, okay, this was fun. I'm glad I did this. I'm, I'm glad I got to meet these characters in this galaxy. The other cool thing, the the companions that you end up meeting, they are all like, like obviously there's the level of the, the low, low level NPCs. Then there's the regular NPCs, which are, are fun to interact with. And then the companions, they're just even further of a level of interaction because you really feel like you get to talk to them about their backstory, find out about what makes them tick. Like that's that's where that level up comes is I find a lot of cool stories behind the the basic NPCs, but I get to find out more about the person when it comes to the companions and they have their own quests that you get to do for them. And of course, Bethesda games, you get to, to romance them if you'd like and whatnot. So it adds that in there. But it's just it's just great getting to to see all of these different narratives, all of these stories that are, that are behind these different characters as you, as you do your main quest. Cause there's some, there's some great main quests. There's, there's, there's some that unfortunately aren't great. Like there, there was a couple of main missions where I literally landed on a planet, walked to a cave, grabbed the thing from the cave that I was supposed to be grabbing and walked back to my ship. And that was it. That was literally the whole, and it was a story, like part of the story. Like it was how I was getting to the next thing. And I get it. Not every single one can be 
incredible, but at the same point, it's like, okay, this, this was just get it like this. We, these were necessary items to get me to the final mission. So it's like, I, I do wish that some of them were a little bit more, there was a little bit more behind them, hmm. but the, the fact that there is a lot of good done on the lower level stuff makes up a whole lot for that. I, I can forgive a MacGuffin main story mission fetch quest when I get the go chat with grandma on a random deserted planet quest. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had the, the fun thing is it does extend to your ships as well. Uh, there was a specific ship that I got in a mission that was it was named the Mantis. That's the only thing I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil anything. And I flew out into a this one planet, and there was these couple of ships attacking a a merchant vessel. And they started yelling about how they were going to destroy it. They were on the comms and stuff on the ships, and I flew in and started shooting at them. And they started talking back at me. And then all of a sudden, the comms turned into, oh, crap. It's the Mantis. Get out of here. So they actually tied in the fact of the ship that I had to some of the lore behind the mission that I did getting this ship, <laughs> this specific ship. And it say I ended up saving the, the merchant vessel without as much as truly firing a shot just because they were so scared. <laughs> and even the, the man, even the ship was like, Oh, thank thank you for saving us. And then the co-pilot's like, that's the mantis. <laughs> and so it's like when you when you get those little details and stuff, it just it just makes you appreciate the game more. Because you're like, this is there's there's not a lot of games where that feels organic and it feels organic in Starfield. So I'm sure a lot of people are gonna want to know about combat since that's been a big thing with with this game and I, I can't say that it is a first person shooter like smorgasbord like yeah I'm going in here can't wait to to hit everything and shoot everything it is better than Fallout 4 but that's not saying a lot because Fallout 4 was not great uh, there's there's some floatiness that you have in the aiming w what's funny is I was playing this game on vacation because that's when, when I got my code because it's Starfield, that's what you do on vacation. <laughs> because it's Starfield, yeah. That this is what my vacations boring. are, people. Is playing playing video games <laughs> for review. Uh, but I don't know what it was. If it was the TV, the the people there had Amazon Fire TVs, and I don't know if they just the, the TVs just suck or or what the deal was. But I, I felt like I was missing. Like there was actually a point when I was playing Starfield that. I swapped over to one of the rescue axes, like one of the little handheld axes, and I just started running at enemies and just swinging. Like it was full on like Skyrim level melee combat of just flailing. <laughs> and it worked for a little bit, but you run out of med packs kind of quickly <laughs> because at the beginning of Starfield, you don't want to expose yourself to fire that often because you you get melted pretty fast you really got to figure out the whole how to upgrade your gear another thing that isn't explained you've got to just figure it out on your own on researching mods and then being able to do mods from there and then finding the crafting pieces for mods 
but getting all the stuff you need so that you're not immediately dying it does take take time but the when i got home when i hooked everything up to my main tv here at home and i don't have some crazy like i've just got some specter 40 inch in my room it's not a, a heavy duty brand but it's a 4k 60 tv and everything felt way better when i was playing it on that tv like i, I felt like i could actually aim right get shots right i i could not tell you what the problem was at, at this point i'm thinking the tv was just very super low level or something uh because the 30 frames per second is not an issue uh if you're on pc it's not an issue at all because you can achieve higher than than 30 frames on pc it's not hard capped but i found it a lot easier to use once i got home to my tv so just just kind of a call out of if you were playing this on just some random tv do know that that could affect (laughs) how your gunplay experience is like it, it very much could be a a hardware thing couldn't tell you why i just know that the, there's at least a possible a possibility so the better equipment you have probably the better off you'll be but is there a I, lot of like var- variance in the guns that you can use is yeah there they're like weapons and stuff I can't say that I've used necessarily everything, but you've got ammo-based weapons and you've got laser-based weapons. And I used... I kind of flipped around what I was using. Sometimes I'd pull out, like, they've got, like, a P90 and somewhat of a... Trying to think of the best... It's not necessarily an MP5, but it's that kind of a machine gun that that I picked up from some of the enemies very early on. Uh, there are several shotguns. I love the shotguns in this game. They they don't necessarily have the greatest like hit, when you hit somebody like you know you you get that shot off with the the doom shotgun. It's like oh yeah yeah that I hit that guy. You don't necessarily get that feeling, but I still had it was still a nice feeling when I when I hit my shotgun shots and there was some good audio that they had behind it. Um, there's a lot of different pistols that you can pick up in the game, that, which are pretty viable. Uh, hitting some of your shots were a little bit odd. There were some times where some of the different reticles for my guns, I, I felt like I had the gun aimed on the head and I wasn't hitting the shot. So I don't know if there's a lot of weapon bloom in the game and maybe that has some things to do with it. But there are some really cool ones and they definitely have some things that resemble like that. One of the things that Starfield has gone for with this is the NASA punk idea of it's, it's they're going, everything has that kind of NASA almost retro NASA feel to it. And then when you get out into some of these different areas, like one of the cities is Aquila city and that's where the free star Rangers are based out of. And you'll pick up some guns and it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is very Western feeling like the, the lawgiver rifle it, it straight up feels like a Western but sci-fi rifle when you're using it. And is it's super cool. Really like using it. It's the one that really felt floaty when I was aiming at, at people. <laughs> it felt like I was missing a lot of shots, a lot of bloom or something. Uh, one of the things that people are going to have to realize is especially early on. And the prop, the fun is because it's kind of slow going and you're building, figuring out you're building the character Everybody watched the Starfield Direct and kept watching the dude who was 
using his boost pack to jump over a guy and then sliding into the guy and stuff like that and whatnot. Like you figure out somewhat early on that, okay, I can't do these things. So my play and I get melted when I go out in the open. So you, you develop that very methodical, okay, I'm going to go to this area and sit here and wait for these. The, the AI is not bad, but the they I'm gonna wait for them to try and attack me <laughs> so that I can get the best out of this and and shoot at them and and try to have the best vantage advantage I can when I'm attacking people. I was gonna say when I was looking at the footage y'all uploaded and footage from other people, the cuts that the trailers have done usually for Starfield uh, by Bethesda and Xbox, they make it. I wouldn't say everything is an exciting moment because sometimes that you know they just have the pan, the sweep over the planet, or you know somebody just walking across the land. Slower moments, but they feel more grandiose. Yeah, and it's like no, sometimes you just you just walk around. Mo- most people are going to do a lot of this. It's just kind of like you just sit there behind something and pop up. Yeah, they're going to most people are going to do this slowly. Uh, the cool thing is, though, is they do have, uh, beyond just the the ammos, is they do have some different ways that you can upgrade your weapons. Like, there are some, like, I picked up an incendiary version of one of the P90s, so I could catch somebody on fire, and then they've got, like, acid rounds that'll help you with, with armor and different things like that. So there's there's ways you can modify your weapon to be better. And I I need to put a lot more time into that because that's not some I I more just tried to buy weapons that were already set up for that, which that is a bit of a disappointment. Like for instance, if I found a gun out in the wild and it had a silencer on it, I can't pull that modification off. It's built into the gun, so I can't go just swapping mods. That's that's just not the way they built the game. It's it, whatever you do is permanent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The point I was getting at is. They demonstrate where it looks like combat could be fast-paced. It doesn't sound like that's truly the case. Like maybe think, like split seconds of fast pace, but that's it. That's I what think it by, like. I think by the time you get to the point where it could be fast-paced, you have been so trained into the habit of taking on your fights methodically that that you just don't. That that's kind of the easiest way okay. to put it. Like yeah. you can get there. Can you build yourself to that point? Yes. But because you start out with nothing, you are going to be a little more drawn back most likely. Because, again, like me, I got to that one point, got frustrated and ran around with a the rescue axe. And that sapped my med packs ridiculously because I had a ton of them at the start. And then when I switched, it was like, oh, crap. <laughs> this style is getting me killed. Yeah. <laughs> So, but there's, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can build yourself, I think, to get to that style, but not everybody is going to understand that playing this game. That that's the, the fun you run into with these is, is builds like, yes, there's a lot that you can do and you can choose to do, but you're going to, to get the most out of what you're trying to do. You're going to want to build your character that way. I just saw on the screen dialogue choices with points next to them. So I don't know what you were going to talk about next, but I want to ask 
the choices in this game, how impactful are they? How how much do you have to decide? Like, ooh, I don't know if I want to choose this, or is it simply a means? And again, I'm not as familiar with Bethesda games, so I apologize if this question is easy for a lot of hey, you're people. You're fine, but is this one of those things where it's more about digging more into just story and lore and the person, or are there uh? choice-driven stuff where it can impact the game so and i want to be careful with this because we you had uh, some things you asked me and it's going to end up being part of it uh (laughs) but dialogue is so good in this game like it is just one of my favorite parts because fallout 4 they went with you had your face buttons and you had you would make your choice and it would be based off of three vague words (laughs) and it would not always come out the way that you hoped it would when you chose those words either. (laughs) So it's like you would choose something. I did not, that was not what I was trying to say. (laughs) Like that, that's how it happened a lot in fallout Four. they threw that completely out and decided to go back to the, the old like Skyrim is more the system that this resembles a lot of things do end up being lore, but you do have a lot of moments where you will talk with someone and you will have dialogue options. The other thing is it is based on your perks that you choose. So there are different things that you can choose. Like, And it's stuff that is like out there in terms of it. Like There was a guy I was able to help because... There was a dialogue... I'm, I'm sorry, I almost... I'm trying not to crack up at the fact that Barrett, the your companion character, if you look to the the left, he is hiding behind that. <laughs> that it keeps going back to him, and he was just hiding behind the the locker. Um, I did. I had like medicine, and I was able to help a guy because I one of my dialogue choices involved medicine, like my actual perk. So they'll actually have in like a parentheses kind of block what your perk is, which is enabling that choice of dialogue. And there will be different things that you can say that will give you different, different ways of approaching a situation. For instance, one of them is just straight up attack. You can end dialogue and just go straight to the fighting (laughs) with some of them. Uh, My favorite, one of my favorite things about this game is the fact that I can persuade people. Uh, That is something that has been a, a, part of Bethesda games for a long time is leveling up your persuasion, being able to use your, your way talking to get out of situations. And one of the things you saw right there is when you hit persuade, you get the option of there are different ways to talk to them. If you succeed in the, the line line of dialogue you choose, which you, it's pretty much a thing of your pay, having to pay attention to that person and what they're saying in order to choose that dialogue because you're like, okay, how are they re- talking to me? How are they going to respond to what I am what I am saying here? And depending on what you choose and how large of a meter is down below, the points fill up that persuasion meter. And if you get it by the end of the couple of turns you get, then you have persuaded them and you can move forward with that option. Whatever the persuade option was, that's your option. Like, I was able to persuade somebody to go ahead and give me information at one point 
when I could have used dialogue and just given them a thousand credits and I did not want to spend that money. So instead I just used my persuasion to get them to give it to me or getting a better deal, using my persuasion to get a better deal on some specific gear that somebody had asked me to go get. Like it, it's, there's just so much fun that you can have with dialogue. And when a game does it right to me, dialogue is one of those things. If a game does it perfectly right, then I love the game forever. Uh, <laughs> Greedfall, Greedfall is a big example of that. It's a game that not a lot of people like probably even know of, but the dialogue is so good in that game <laughs> that it makes up for all of the janky. I mean, and I mean, absolutely janky combat and reused worlds and reused areas and such like literally there are three throne rooms in this game and each one of them is exactly the same <laughs> and yet in greedfall i'm having a blast because i love the dialogue choices and the dialogue choices are, are just amazing in in starfield because it okay. was just on the screen um i am not a big fan of flying in games personally just not my thing how i guess necessary is is it like a pretty frequent thing that you do how like how's the ship building how how does all that feel especially well, noah, to someone who's not like a big aerial guy well noah don't worry your sweet little head about it because you're going to be doing about as much flying as uh nothing <laughs> because flying is is in the game but it is very contained. Uh, you will board your ship. You will fly to other planets, but it will be all all fast travel. Going to other planets is all fast travel. When you get to the... I'm trying to... I want to say atmosphere, but it's not really atmosphere. The surrounding of the planet that you're trying to go to. If you haven't been there before, you're, you're hit with a couple of different things. One of them might be that you're being scanned for contraband. So if you're a thief in these games, they will scan you to uh, see if you have a bunch of stolen merchandise on board that you're trying to smuggle, uh, which can lead to a fight, which is one of the other things that can happen depending on if you're fighting with the good guys or if you're fighting with the pirates or whatnot. That is your, honestly, that's the most flying you do is if you were in combat, uh, but as far as actually flying, flying, you do not fly directly to planets like the planet will always the, when you when you come out of the of hyperspace to said planet. If you look directly at the planet and you hit boost, you will never get any closer to that planet. Real, so you cannot directly fly to planets like if you wanted to like you you can't really just explore space and just no nope, it, it, it asks you to open the star map uh oh. you can you can even be in the like and it's further than just jumping to a system like let's say i'm in the in a, in our solar system let's say that say that i've i've landed on on jupiter i've i've, I've landed on one of the moons landed of jupiter, jupiter. Yeah, I yep. can't land on Jupiter. Uh, I've landed on one of the moons of Jupiter. I cannot decide, okay, I'm going to get in my ship which and jump into space. I cannot decide, okay, I'm going to fly over to Mars. Like, it, 
I have to fast travel to Mars. You are constantly fast traveling. That is a, a big disappointment when it comes to like this was sold as a, a like like the you have your own ship was really sold and you can use your ship for some really cool stuff. Like your ship is very much, as we said in the review, your lifeblood because obviously it's the only way you're going to get around the solar system. It's the only way you're going to be able to do certain things in this game. But you're just going to be doing a lot of fast traveling with it. That That's the biggest thing. Like it, it's... I don't want to call it unnecessary because it's not unnecessary. You you have to have it. But it's also that thing of, man, I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Yeah, I, I feel like I would want, like there's fast travel to any planets, you know, a thousand planets, whatever. I feel like it would be cool if there were different sectors that, you know, a small conglomeration of planets you could just fly to that are close by. And then if you fast travel to another, you know, whatever galaxy, let's just say, then there's another small section of planets when the, in the your solar to. system yeah 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 and well not even the like yeah i get that but even still like flying from jupiter to mercury like that would be long you know but flying from jupiter to mars or jupiter to saturn yeah that makes sense but yeah. Yeah, that's not the way it's designed. So, I understand that. that I look at huge. it as, to me, it's yeah, it's, it, it's probably more technical limitation than anything, uh, which it does extend to the planets. Uh, you can only create so many landings. That, like, you can land anywhere on a planet, more or less, but it creates a landing zone procedurally. So when okay. you, if you are not dropping onto a pre-built, area like a city for instance um you drop into that area you can run around it there's obviously generated things that you can go check out like like radar posts or stuff like that what whatnot if i believe it's there are five that you can create before it will start getting rid of previous ones that you have on that oh. planet like i, I believe and the only way i think you could probably save it and this is, I have not actually tested this, so do not take this as gospel, is if you dropped an outpost there, I'm assuming that that probably saves that procedurally generated, uh, for lack of a better term, a tile. <laughs> tile of it. So, yeah. the, it is, planets are not truly fully explorable, but it is one of those things of who wants to spend two hours walking completely around a planet that's, may not have a lot on it probably longer than that but yeah like if you want to do that go play no man's sky because that's exactly what you want like <laughs> that like that's not what this game is trying to do and that's fine the only thing but that the, is a, does it work like is it oh it's fine in well, my opinion I'm, I'm it's sure fine. like mechanically it works you fly down create a landing pad but in terms of like yes you can't walk around the whole planet but can you pretty much land anywhere on the planet? Yeah, yeah. It just okay. it just like I said, it creates a procedural, a procedurally generated zone that you will be in. So, in a sense, you kind of can explore the whole planet. You just have to kind of leave and come back yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah. Although it's again, it's not really. Again, you can't walk from the North Pole to the South Pole. That's just not the way sure, it's yeah. essentially working. No, I get that, but uh, you could you could land on the North Pole. And explore some of that 
area and then land in the south yeah. pole and explore some well, of that area and then land so, somewhere in the middle and yeah maybe one well, depending on if i guess the fun is is if you let's say you landed in in the north pole first you landed in five other spots after it it would delete the north pole so when you went back to the north pole it would be a different north pole so to speak because oh, it it's just procedurally because it'll because it'll erase after oh. so many land after you create so many landing spots on a planet it be, it erases so literally the one. the land also is procedurally generated. yeah i mean we're we're talking land. like it's procedurally generating like everything okay what it, the That's reason i'm I saying that it. is so yeah. for instance you could i went and i made a a landing marker right next to one of the cities in the game like i'm talking like as close as i could possibly get without selecting the city I created a landing zone. I landed. I ran around my space. You cannot find the city anywhere. Like you can't see it in the <laughs> distance or anything. Like it's that's that again proof that it is procedurally generating this area yeah. like that you were landing in. You cannot see you I cannot walk to the edge of this area and it be like, "Okay, do you want to walk to the city?" Like there's none of that. Like this is generating a a planet essentially for you to explore but if you left that spot and then went right back to that spot it would the land would still be completely different from the first time you went even it, though you well, already landed there it, it it would still be the same as long as okay. i had not created too many landing areas to where okay. the game had to start erasing landing gotcha. areas interesting okay so that's, it, it's just a it's a different way they've made it a lot of people have a huge problem with it. I'm like, look, I did not buy this game because I want a, I wanted to play a sim. That <laughs> that is not what a Bethesda game is. <laughs> Let me, I don't care. Half the time, I'm not probably going to just land on a planet just to do random things. Like I, I go to the points, I go to the actual points of interest when I get to a planet myself. So, yeah. I can see, I, I mean, I can see why some people would be disappointed. Again, I was kind of expecting, I understood the planets were procedurally generated. What I didn't know was that they were continually procedurally generated as you visit it too many times, which yeah. I am not entirely sure Bethesda, I wouldn't say expected. I, I'm not sure they anticipate people revisiting a planet so many times that it's just, you know they're just going to keep looping all these procedural yep. generations. So, uh, well, it's to give you, know, you new stuff to do. You know, obviously, sure. But even still, you know, finding one planet and then you find some stuff. Maybe you, you make as many landing pads as you can across the planet, and there's nothing there. I mean, the most you can do is just keep on landing there just to see if something pops up, but. If nothing's there, then you move on to the next planet. I would imagine yep. that's how Bethesda thinks most people would treat oh, yeah. that. And so exactly. it's really not a, in some ways, design-wise, it's not really a big deal that it continually procedurally generates after you've made too many landing spots. I, I don't know. That's the way it comes off to me. I I wish I understood more of the like settlement stuff to talk about. Uh, I know that Ron... And David Flynn had fun <laughs> with it because essentially like one of the easiest ways at the beginning of the game to go ahead and get going is to make yourself a little mine, some doing some strip mining because you can go down to planets and that's part, that's part of the whole generating your 
landing areas. You create an outpost. You can go ahead and put down some mining apparatuses and stuff and start harvesting materials so that you can sell them or build more stuff or, or whatnot. And that's a real easy way to go ahead and get that kind of stuff going. And the, of course, the fun thing is you can hire people from different areas of the game and you can stick them in that outpost and have them run it for you. So it's it's the nice thing of, oh, okay, cool. I don't even have to really do that much. Uh, same thing with actually collecting the stuff. You can set up some, it's kind of like Fallout 4 settlement builder stuff where it's real easy to loop everything into everything. And then when you, you can loop it into storage, which you can have it transfer directly to your ship when you're in the vicinity and all that kind of stuff. So just, they, they know what they're doing from the Fallout 4 settlement stuff. So it feels like they were able to take that and really easily move it into here. Uh, it's not going to be a for everyone thing. Again, I'm more story based with that kind of stuff, but it's nice to see that there are there are ways to do things without. Okay, I just need to earn the credits to buy materials, or hey, I can use these materials to <laughs> actually be get a bunch of money out of the game. I want to ask about the ships and how flying feels flying it feels pretty good uh i am i am not necessarily much for the first person view myself but that's just like when i when i play like the batman games and stuff like that i've always kind of any racing game i prefer to have the game the car out in front of me so i play in the third person when i'm flying around the ship and it actually feels really good uh, the the shooting with the system actually works really well. Pretty much they've got this big kind of circle in front of you. It probably come up a couple times during this video. And it pretty much that your systems start locking onto the ship. So I started your it makes your laser fire really easy to hit the ships. And then of course when you're fully locked on you can cause just starting to lock on your you can hit with lasers but then you can use like missiles and have those hit uh you, those do require lock on or you're going to miss every time uh but the the biggest thing with the ships is when you build your ship you have to keep in mind kind of the rules of just building anything when it comes to a vehicle if you build it too big it's going to be tough to turn it <laughs> if you if you build it real small you may not be able to take necessarily as many hits and obviously you won't be able to carry as much. You got to make sure you put some good weapons on there. Uh, one of the things that I think is really cool is the way that they have designed the power systems with the ships because, and I wish it, it would show it. I guess you could, I guess we can back it up a little bit to show the, I want to, I want to see the ship. Um, right here, well, I paused it and then it went away because I want to have a little easier time to bring it up once it gets here. But essentially you have like five or six, it depends on what you've equipped your ship with, but you have different power meters on your ship on this bottom left-hand corner that you'll see. 
and you've got like lasers there. You've got three things of power. You've got missiles. Got three things of power. You got I forget what B A L stands for. It wasn't extremely important when I was playing the game, so I don't remember. You've got of course your engines, which you've got like six things of power to that. You've got shields, which have five things of power, and then you've got your grab drive, which that's what's necessary for fast travel. And the cool thing about it is you can actually go and change these things. So let's say that I am in a a dogfight and I have my lasers. I've got like five lasers, <laughs> uh, uh, five spots for my lasers, and I have my grav drive. I've still got two points to it. Well, I can decide, you know what? I want to actually fight this out. I can drop my two out of the grav drive or or something. I can boost my she- lasers <laughs> so I can get a little power. more power. Exactly, rewriting power, which I think is a really cool. Th- it's part of the reason why I wish there was a little bit, it was a little more heavy duty with some of what you do in space. Because to me, that is a really cool system that you don't find in in most space I, I i wouldn't say space games but just in most vehicle based games you don't see a lot of power rerouting and i think that's a really really neat idea is okay i'm going to sacrifice my shields just for the sake that maybe i can get in that extra killing blow or you know, get crap, away faster. crap i need to get away so i need to really throw in a bunch into the grav drive so i can get out of here fast <laughs> uh so that's just to me it's just a neat thing with with the ships um building them David Flynn did a lot more of the building side and he said that a controller it is a little bit finicky with the imagine. builder which makes sense with the controller it's not going to be fine precision when it comes to certain things is is not what you're getting out of a controller a lot but it works but really the coolest thing is just the fact that, you know, you, you can go, you can buy new ship parts and improve your ship if you wish. You can build some just ugly monstrosity if you want that just works. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can you can take it and you can, you know, decide, oh, I, I want to do more when it comes to cargo because I'm doing a lot of the ship mining. So I want to be able to transfer things back and forth or, Hey, I want a, a war vessel that I can go and fight these different space pirates and stuff with it. It really just, the, the cool thing is the ship is it's as, as flexible as you are in how you can build it and in how you can decide you want it to be done. Uh, it, it's going to take a lot of money if you want it to be like a does all things well, uh, because you just stuff is expensive, but you can do some really cool things. And there are the one thing that's really nice is that while the frontier is not necessarily the best ship in the game that you start out with, uh, you can do some quests and get some really cool ships pretty early on, on just some of the side quests. And it's generally pretty easy to do too. Like the, there aren't, there aren't, there aren't, there's some quests in the game that are pretty simple to complete and you're like oh cool i got a ship out of this uh and you can actually have up to i believe it's eight ships and just switch them out when you're in the spaceport depending on which one you have so it's might be a silly question go ahead are there transmog uh kind of things for the ship 
because you mentioned you know you can build an ugly ship but it just works so but it's like what if you want a pretty ship but it just works i mean you can find pieces to make things look good and from what i understand like there are different pieces that it's it's worth putting on your ship to make it look good but i don't believe there's any sort of transmog as far as what i remember in the game i was just wondering probably not yeah this is this one's just a get put together your uh there's a word that i i can i'm thinking of your rust bucket and go (laughs) yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that that's probably gonna be me i'm gonna hey i like these parts these parts do what i wanted to do it's but ugly but it works I I literally used the frontier until the very end of the game. And that was just because I I got locked into a I cannot get to this planet where the main mission is with the frontier because <laughs> it just does not have the the ability power wise to get there. Interesting. What happens if your ship is destroyed? You just restart at the last save. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure yeah. if you lost things. nothing that i've come across it's just okay you restart uh from what i understand the cool thing is you can steal ships so there are some ships that if you take them out they will essentially just stop like you'll a lot of ships you'll just blow them up and then you'll just pick up some resources from one of the pods that drops off some ships if you destroy them or if you beat best them in battle they'll just stay there floating and you'll have the option to go up and dock. Uh, one of the things they brought up in, I believe it was the direct, was you can go and start boarding the ship, and then they just pull away and undock from your ship, and you're just kind of left floating in space or something like that. Not sure exactly how all of that works, since that's never happened to me, but it's kind of a funny <laughs> thought. Or uh, Not that they're floating in space, it's that they may... I don't think it's that you're left floating in space. It's that they will take off with you on the ship. <laughs> and so you're like, crap, I got to get back to my ship. <laughs> so, and it, and it becomes a thing of, oh crap, I have to just straight up beat these guys. <laughs> like there's no other way out of this. I've got to actually kill them. <laughs> and that's all I can do. Uh, so you can, if you go and just, you know, kill all the people on the ship and go sit in the captain's chair. Boom. It's your ship. It is. You are, it is your, and it automatically becomes your home ship. So then you can go back. It becomes part of your little fleet. Uh, and you can sell ships for money. So that's, that's a nice thing. If you get to a point, you're like, I'm just done with this ship. You can go ahead and just get rid of it from there. If your inventory of ships is full though, and you try to steal a ship, what happens? I'm not sure. I've, I have, I do not have that many ships. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah because you only had the frontier until the <laughs> yeah I, so. I i ended up with two additional ships after that and one of them i can't even use because i do not have my perk high enough hmm. uh one of the things i did not mention with the perks uh that i think it's a cool idea but i'm not sure how much it i just i prefer it is for instance i get the boost pack and i can finally use my boost pack but i want to make it better uh getting another skill point i cannot invest until i complete a challenge so there are, as far as i have been able to see there are four challenges that you get four ranks total you get your fur you get the first one for free just by spending the skill point but the next one when involved i have to use like say my boost pack i have to use it 10 times in combat 
I do that. And then it's like the next one. Then I have to spend a skill point to finish off the rank. So now I'm rank two. Then for rank three, it's like I've got to do use it 25 times in combat. Easy enough. <laughs> use it. Spend another skill point. I'm. I wish. At least it, maybe it's just a personal thing. Is I wish you could just buy the perk and then just like maybe the challenges were a little harder instead of just spending skill points because it does become a at least to me it becomes an arbitrary thing of okay now i gotta do this challenge and i gotta grind this to to level this thing up and then i still have to go get a skill point (laughs) to invest in it and it just i i think the previous systems and again you haven't played a lot of them so it's it's some of it is foreign but there was some stuff like with skyrim like you could literally just jump and that leveled up your jump <laughs> like that. That mm. was it doing the thing was sure. how you leveled most of the things up. It wasn't all of it, but it was a lot of it. Fallout, it was still a lot of that, but there was a lot more perk basis on specific things. It feels like both systems are somewhat or pretty much smashed together in Starfield. So as opposed to I have the base things that level up as I do them and other perks on the side, it's it's. The perks are how I level up. So just like I said, it's a, it's one of those things of maybe it's just trying to make it so that there aren't too many systems in, in there. But it, it is something that you miss a little bit when there were some things that I could just do and I would level up. Just just on the basis of I focused on doing those things like I snuck around. So my sneak skill got way better or I. I there, there were some people who very much abused it. There was somebody who found a spot in a tavern that you could crouch jump up into it, and then you could rig it so that you could just just keep jumping <laughs> in that one spot, and you wouldn't move. So <laughs> they leveled it way up <laughs> because they just they just kept jumping. <laughs> Level one hundred uh, jump. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So it, it it's just it is a little sad because all I can think in my head is you aren't gonna get those little the you aren't gonna find those little little things those nuggets yeah. in this game because it you get like one of the things for getting being able to carry more things was you had to run while seventy five percent of your weight you were sprinting for so many meters with seventy five percent of your weight used up. <laughs> in in and what in what your total carry inventory is, Ew. which was very easy to do <laughs> because mm-hmm. you you cannot carry necessarily a whole lot of things. I think that's part of the whole idea of the ship is that you are trying to transfer things to your ship so that you can't carry out. I and I I'm bad for it because I'm a guy who I love having everything in my inventory. So I have like seventeen twenty weapons. On my person, because I'm like, well, what if I want to shoot somebody with this gun? <laughs> what if I want to <laughs> shoot? Some- what if the situation is better for me to use this gun? <laughs> yeah, I may never use that gun. Like at the end of the game, I got one gun and I was like, I'm using this. And I pretty much use that gun the for the last four hours of the game. <laughs> but I still had 16 other weapons <laughs> because who knows if one of those weapons might be useful. Uh, But it's like, OK, well, I, I got to. I only have so much I can level up my weight to hold things and it's kind of kind of sucks that it's it's capped like there there isn't a level cap in the game but there's a level cap in terms of 
the abilities. And yes, yeah, somebody it, has to stop you from being able to carry 40 weapons, <laughs> the entire <laughs> inventory. Like, I want to carry everything. <laughs> the armory is now useless yeah. because David is carrying the entire he, armory. He is I'm going to name armory. I'm going to I'm going to name a character. I'm going to go in and name a character Arsenal. <laughs> and just <laughs> and just literally that's the only thing I will have is weapons. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of every outfit. I'm not going to wear a space suit anything. It's just weapons. That's it. <laughs> is there need, anything else? I don't need med packs. <laughs> If everything's dead around me, I don't need a med pack. Why would you need a med pack when you have every weapon available at your disposal? You Ex are exactly. perfect and fully equipped for every situation. You know exactly what to use and when and how. Now all I can think of is my character is essentially General Grievous. <laughs> is there um, anything else? I guess I the like last thing so is... Much. I I have to give Bethesda a ton of credit for how polished this game is. They still have there are still bugs that 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 is not just but a, I was having a deep conversation with someone the other day on game bugs and ratios and it's the bugs in video games come down to the ratio of what they are. Like it is is it the haha that was hilarious or is it crap my game crash for the 17th time? <laughs> like, and you have to obviously put the fun meter in there too. Cause if I'm not having any fun with the game, then it's very easy for a bug to pop and be like, oh, okay, this is over. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of your two, your two things that you go on is like, how fun is the game and Venn how bad is the bug? My Vin, yeah. <laughs> fun, yes. Yes. So that's where it kind of is. Uh, Cyberpunk fell into the hole of, it was so broken and wasn't fun enough to get past the broken <laughs> because there were still worse issues in the design of the game and where people weren't having f as much fun with it. Uh, it seems like they've completely gotten past that because they've eliminated so many bugs and they've been able to develop the game to the, the vision that they had set out in what they were trying to build. So it sounds like the, they've managed to eliminate the bugs and make it more fun. Uh, Starfield, all of the game is so much fun and like it, it is definitely the most polished Bethesda game. Like I, I've, I didn't fall through the map in 24 hours. That's a pretty huge accomplishment when it comes to a Bethesda game from some of the bugs. Uh, I didn't run into moments where I could not move forward in the game because of a bug, which to, again, another huge thing oh, I had bugs. one. Yeah. Yeah. I had one, uh, crash, on one or two crashes on PC, but that was partially because I was running things on like ultra, <laughs> like I was running things on very, very high settings where I was making that more of a chance because I was running my equipment a lot harder. So it was probably more my equipment necessarily than the game. Um, I had some fun bugs. <laughs> like one of the first things I had was in the first 10 minutes, there's a robot that you meet called Vasco. He's one of the companions that you can have in the, I did the first fight and then I walked over to have a conversation with Barrett, one of the main, one of the main companion characters and Vasco was still making all of the shooting noises mm. that he makes 
uh, as the his specific robotic shooting noises and they were loud <laughs> so like they dulled down when i got into the dialogue and conversation <laughs> like because you could tell it was intentional of bl blanking out everything around you so you can do dialogue soon as i got out of it it's still like all this like i would go up into the ship and thankfully doing the loading screen it reset the noise so thankfully very quick there was another moment and i think they actually did patch this in the day one patch where i went into uh, we were i was doing a main mission and i was in the headquarters of the the faction that you're with and most of the people inside were bald <laughs> like it, it was the straight like you could tell there was supposed to be hair there like because you could see a bit of an outline of where it should be but it wasn't there <laughs> um and it was just funny like you you going around talking to people like oh everybody's got alopecia in this society i guess and like it even followed me into one of the main missions with one of the characters in the lodge like i went to a whole entire different city and then we went into a play we went up into a place and talked with his wife who was also bald at that point <laughs> and it was just funny <laughs> So I'm just sitting there Careful laughing. Now, Will Smith will come for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I thought it was funny, just the way that it, it happened. Um, Chris Rock there thought was, it was funny too. <laughs> I walked into, what was it? Uh, another room and just looked to the right. And there was a dude who was just like halfway through the floor, just kind of sitting there, just looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. that, that you Four walk in and you just start laughing because you just did not expect that to happen. <laughs> I will send you all the screenshot at some point because I've got it. Uh, I said, again, little little things like that. There was, there was a little bit of pop in when I was landing on some planets uh, where some of the cities where you had a lot going on, there was a little bit of pop in with some of the loading and stuff, which I, I will tell people, sadly, on the Xbox, the loading is, screens... I don't remember necessarily earlier in the game, but especially later in the game. I don't know if it's save bloat or something. Uh, it's over a minute to cold open your save. Really? Over a minute to that you're stuck on the loading screen at, from the the opening your save for the first time. Oh, because I, I think I was watching one of the gameplay videos, and I think it's loading shaders and things. Oh, like okay. That, that which that, that that's like PC, like at the very beginning. I've never PC? had I've never oh. had to reload a shader. Because I know um, Borderlands 3 had that very same problem on Xbox One where it's just like there's just so much stuff to yeah. load, uh, particularly shaders. And, and, and I'm assuming that's probably Forever. part of it is just loading in all the stuff that's a part of the, the game. But it's, I mean, you're it was over a minute to load on the Xbox Series X uh, to cold open from the main menu uh, from the very beginning. And then it was 30 plus seconds if I was like, say, fast traveling to different cities. What about off of quick resume? Um, quick resume seems like it works just fine as far as I remember, because and that's partially because it's just the game is already loaded, is in a loaded state. So but like like I said, loading a save from the main menu right. after you just started it, that's over a minute and then fast travel. I don't know that it's every fast travel, but I know that several of them were 30 plus. 
seconds. So hmm. you'll have a second to check your Twitter, Facebook, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, but back to those it, days. Uh, the, and I don't mean it like in a bad thing. Like it's still pretty fast. It's just compared to like when I play some other games, cold opens are in 10, 15 seconds. It, yeah. doesn't take that long this is just noticeable that's that's the only thing i can say about it is is noticeable does it ruin the game absolutely not the game's great it's just it's just noticeable and th- there's a lot of great stuff that loads in the the game has some great attention to detail uh I, it's definitely one of the prettiest bethesda games we already talked about the npcs being very much looking a lot better than they have in previous bethesda affairs so i'm i'm happy <laughs> all right well we've before we end it, I have to ask, because this is probably one of the most important things. This is one of the things developers always, you know, do. This determines really how good a game and how much developers care. How is the title screen? Oh, I mean, it's zero out of ten. I would give it negative points if I could. See? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. No, it's... <sighs> I hope you were referring, okay. you understood the, the joke I was making oh, I, there. oh, I did. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did. It's, it, it is, uh, it's so funny, the things people get fixated on when they're trying to trash something. It's like, who cares? I'm not going to be at the loading, I'm not going to be at the start screen for very long. Oh, at something that is really, something that is really cool, uh, the, there is a photo mode in the game, and... Mm. That makes sense. The photos you take and that are in your like photo mode library, because it doesn't just screenshot them to your Xbox, it screenshots them into a library. Those actually are your uh, loading screens. Like they actually, you can you you get your own oh. screenshots oh, that's really for cool. for your lo- for your that loading cool. screens. Yeah, nice just touch. just a little neat little thing that I, I really like. Yeah, I oh, hope people's pictures are good. You're gonna have to stare <laughs> at them for about thirty yeah. seconds. <laughs> okay. Starfield. Starfield. It, it's so much bigger it. than what we've talked about is the thing. Like, I've said it before. This game is just, it's almost impossible to review this game in the, in the sense of talk about everything. There's certain things I cannot talk about well, not in yet. this, spo- yeah. it, because of spoilers. Like, there's some oh, things yeah. that, that you won't talk about, but there's some things I legit cannot talk about that they said do not talk about this. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but after it's, it's a few cool. weeks, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, well, especially after September sixth, but yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to get some time in with it. Try to get some stuff squared away. Um, pause on I, my Street Fighter six and Overwatch playing and focus on this. Maybe I'm excited to see everyone's reactions. Like once yeah. they get into the game, like that's that's how you know it's a good game. Is you're like, I want to see how other people are reacting like that was the f- part of the fun with tears of the kingdom how what are other yeah. people doing in this <laughs> i think that yeah no i think it, this is one of those games and that's what makes it so much fun it is one of those games where i do wish it had some kind of co-op to it because you know it just feels like one of those games that would flourish as at minimally as like a two-player co-op game but there's absolutely so many ways to share on the internet and you know get people's you know reactions and whatnot uh or yep. even just with friends like it's it is absolutely one of those games so that part is it is exciting still but yeah starfield i'm i'm looking forward to playing it noah i know you're looking forward to playing it yep so even though you got a playstation um no <laughs> someday right he can come uh, o- if he really right. wants to play it he can come over here 
<laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll end it here. Um, it's an hour and a half, so uh, yeah, that'll do it. We're gonna talk about this again because yes. we will. We're still under you know some mild embargo stuff. So uh, post September sixth, uh, we'll definitely talk more Starfield. Probably we'll probably talk about it in a couple of weeks. Give some more time, more more time for you to digest some things, David, and then more time for mm-hmm. Noah and I for to sure. ingest anything in the first place. Anything. So, and yeah. So all right. Well. Appreciate y'all watching. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you later. Peace.